Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Of course, uh, the uh, the discussion that we've been having is around Netanyahu, and although the there is no doubt that towards the beginning of the war, certainly from from most of our listeners, and my own feeling was now's not the time. Now's not the time to fiddle uh, or, or, or to encourage any political instability. The longer that this goes on, for the more. Certainly, I'm concerned that some of the decisions that Netanyahu is making and might be making, certainly some of the comments that he has made are problematic and might be more self-serving than they are national serving. Does that mean that it is time for him and his uh, and his coalition government to move on. Dr. Lana Schweizman is a lecturer in the Department of Politics, Political Studies at Barilan University. A very good morning. Thanks for joining us once again. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning and well, thank you. So this definitely seems to be a shift, even from media, where we had this incredible sense of unity from government to now starting to see a lot more cracks. We're seeing uh, the, the Sarah Netanyahu and uh, Elon Levy comments. We're seeing uh, Netanyahu making statements and then retracting them. Uh, we saw something right at the beginning where he tweeted something but then, then withdrew that, but that was really quite limited. Now we're seeing this almost happening daily. What is really going on within the Netanyahu camp? So what's going on is that from October 7, Netanyahu began his election campaign. He realized that he no longer can be a prime minister and elections are probably going to be soon. The question is when. So he began his campaign on October 7, and then, but then the public was all in shock. So we didn't see any um, expressions of we want to go to elections. So, and he did it very easily. Now... Uh, the demand for early election increases, especially since uh, there are a lot of troops withdrawing from Gaza and the army has moved to a new phase in the war. So once there's a new phase and not all the soldiers are in the army and life starts to get back to normal, there's no reason to have an election. And we hear these voices from the left and the right. There are light-wing journalists who are saying, there are no more excuses for for not doing a, going to early election. So Netanyahu is trying to find what can secure his base, what can increase his voting. And his new uh, idea now is that he's the only one who is going to um, who is going to prevent a Palestinian state. Mm. And therefore, we see these expressions. However. There is the reality. So he talks to Biden and he says something very vague to him that maybe we can talk. And then he goes public and say, no, there's not going to be any Palestinian state. I'm the only one who's going to stand against against the Palestinian state. So please elect me because otherwise you're going to get a Palestinian state. How is so it, this is more yeah. or less the, the discourse. How is it possible that in his own mind... Netanyahu doesn't recognize that it's time for him to move on. It's a bit concerning, I actually. Think, 
It's very concerning. Yes, it's very concerning. And when you see his last press conferences, you can see that he is not the same Netanyahu that he was Mm. a couple of months ago, a year Mm. ago. He looks very tired. He he looks. He doesn't look very well, and I think he convinced himself over the year. I'm not a psychologist. I think it's something for more psychologists. I'm a political scientist, mm, but mm. I think he convinced himself over the years that he is the right man for the state of Israel, and without him, the state of Israel is going to fall. Now, October seventh proved to us that his whole image as a security, the one who's going to bring security to Israel, is not correct. But he still believes, I think deep down he he does believe that he is the only person who can keep the state of Israel. And so he doesn't think that he has to resign. It's nothing new. He didn't take responsibility for anything uh, in the last 15 years being in power. Any disaster, not that large scale like October 7, but even small things. He always said, it wasn't me, it was someone else. So this is nothing new here. But, so it's it's the same trend, it's the same personality, nothing changed. What is the impact or the influence of his wife and his son, Yair? Because to my mind, I, you know, and I'm, I'm a word guy, I sometimes listen to it and I think, well, this sounds like it comes from the desk of Yair slash Sarah, and sometimes it comes from the desk of maybe Netanyahu and his advisors. To me, the influence seems quite significant. Maybe I'm reading into it. What's your thought? It is significant. It's not only their influence. Well, I... I I think that once we say that he is being influenced by his family, it withdraws from his personal responsibility. He's oh, a grown-up okay. person, yes, so, I, I so we need that. to remember that even if there is an influence, it's yes, his responsibility. That, having said yeah. that, mm. having said that, yes, there is an influence. He is making a lot of uh, we call it the uh, poison machine which is mm. what's going on in the, in the social networks. Every time someone is opposing Netanyahu or saying like Eisenkot, saying something against him, there's a lot of social media targeted against this person and saying very bad things at him. Now they're targeting the hostages' families, saying that the, their activities are encouraging Hamas. So it's really poison machine. And one of the main a person who is behind this is his son Yair, yes. Right. And this is one of the reasons why he is in the U.S. at the, at the present. Because at some point, people started to um, take him to court and doing things like that, so he was removed from, he was exiled, actually. How stable is this this coalition government at the moment? Uh it's stable because we need five people to say we need to go to elections and whatever will be will be and we cannot see five people so if you don't see five people standing against what's going on now in such a severe situation Mm, mm. it's probably very very stable so the the only thing that will bring to an election is just a very severe public pressure that's the only way i see very very concerning because that takes us kind of back to where where we were 
uh, with all the political protests, but unfortunately in a much more vulnerable situation and uh, a much more painful place. Uh, no doubt this is a story that we're going to be following as it unfolds further. Dr. Ilana Schweitzman, lecturer at the University of uh, Barilan in the Department of Political Science.